Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good, like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first, it's over! 27 years of waiting have come to an end! The Giants have won the pennant! It is Thompson to Clark, Brad Evans, and I, Double G, we are back. And we're going to get into this, because I have a... I've, I want to talk I'm almost frustrated in, in just having to discuss this about Joe about Joseph Joe Bart Joey no, no longer with the big club I'm pretty I'm pretty bummed out you would think that for somebody who hits like 210 with no home runs I wouldn't be, <laughs> be like well who cares <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna talk about Joe Bart here in a second but we are also the backdrop for the Giants playing the Cardinals right now at Bush Stadium. Giants are up wow. 2-0 in the fourth. I just watched Patrick Bailey gun somebody out trying to steal at second base. And I'm not sure the ball was for much further than like six feet off the ground the entire way. What a laser <laughs> that guy has. I don't know if I'm caught up. I had a little bit of a I got new AirPods, right? This I, I jumped into the AirPod world. There you go. So now I'm now I'm like everybody else, um, which is cool because they're fantastic. I don't even, I've tried like three different brands of, of off-brand fake Bluetooth earbuds over the years. And I was like, well, these are great. My $30 pair are fantastic. There's nothing like this. I'm yeah, telling you. No, I'm an great. audio nut. So. Now, now there, there are some people who will say, well, my Bose headphones, or there are even these like really, 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 uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say, I don't know, hard to find or non-commercial or whatever, but like I'm on a Reddit though. Reddit is going through mm. its times right now. They are. I'm on a Reddit of headphones and like, there's like these people who are just on it with headphones, just know everything about them. And they, I, I, the little... I won't join that group because <laughs> no, no, no. I'll get lost. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get lost too, but I kind of dig the passion. So I like reading the reviews of, you know, and I'm just like, nope, I'm not going to change from, you know, what I have, which are, you know, the ones that people see. I specifically bought these to do podcasts because yeah. I'm still, I still like the cord in rather than trusting the Bluetooth, yeah. even though the Bluetooth has gotten really good and you're like, you're right there with it. There's like no delay. I still, is this a trust issue with me? Yeah. But you know what I learned is that I, I have the Air Max, uh, the, the Air Max pods, 
AirPods Max, sorry, AirPod Maxes. So they're the over the head ones. But again, it's Bluetooth. And now I found out that you can buy a USB-C plug so that I could plug directly into my Focusrite, just like I, I use with these. So that option will be there where it turns off the Bluetooth and it actually goes, you know, through the through the, uh, the oh. plug. So that that's, that's kind nice. of interesting to me. But then again, it's, it's it's a headphone that I have to keep powered on. Yeah. So uh, you know, charging and I don't know. I we'll see. I like the ones that I have now, which I bought specifically for podcasts. But I'm very happy for you to discover the AirPods because. As Apple does, uh, it is so convenient if you have an iPhone and you have a, a, an iMac and you have these – everything just works. Like you just – it just works. And so you're just like, oh. That, that's the that. amazing thing, you know. And, and honestly, the spatial audio, you know, they say – Apple says, oh, yeah, it's available on other Bluetooth headphones. Uh, so I had my, my earbuds – uh, Tozo was the brand that, that, that I like. I, I like their stuff. I've used uh, quite a few of their pairs of, of earbuds. Um, but, you know, Apple says, oh, yeah, if you have that spatial audio, it will work. And, and, and it works. But then you put on the AirPods, and these are the twos, the, the Pro twos. You put those on, and then you listen to spatial audio stuff on Apple Music, and it's like a completely different world. And I love every style of music. So I've been having fun. I'll listen to Melanie Martinez and Taylor Swift and spatial audio. I go, wow. And Billie Eilish, you oh, know, this is fantastic. Then I go like, we have some John Coltrane and some Miles Davis <laughs> in spatial audio. And I'm like, wow, I'm blown away. And then at night when I'm getting ready for bed, now that Apple has the new classical music app, yeah. Yeah. I'll go to that and I'll find spatial audio classical music and listen to that while I'm getting ready for bed and blown away by that. So I, I'm just, this is like, this is like Disneyland times 10 for me right now. I'm just, I'm having a really good time. <laughs> yeah. We'll get off the headphone thing here in a second, but I will say that I bought the original AirPods when they came out and I've had two pairs of those, the first one and the second one. And then when the pros came out, I bought one as well uh, of the first gen. Um, but then I moved to beats because they sort of allow for the same stuff because it is technically Apple's company as well. And I just use those because those are like my workout headphones and I don't feel as guilty beating those up like I do with the ones that are in your ears. And so yeah. I just feel like, oh, I'm just going to throw these in the in the pocket and let's go. And I, I'm not too worried about it. But all right, uh, enough of me <laughs> pushing off my sadness of Joe Bart. But I had this vision. Poor I had, Joe. I had this dream. As we know, Joey Bart gets drafted number two, the highest draft pick that the Giants had had since since Will the Thrill. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So over 1985. That's so how like, long. Like it's like 35 years or something since Will Clark was drafted and Joe Bart was the second pick. And because Buster Posey retired he had to uh, play or no, it was actually Buster Posey decided not to play during the pandemic, I think is what it was. Right. And then they had to bring up Bart before he was really ready. And he's struggled in the big club pretty much ever since. Um, I had hoped that 
with Patrick Bailey's success this year, that it would kind of not that Joe, not that Joey Bard is not inspired to perform. Of course, he's inspired to perform. He's a he's a professional athlete. I thought it might give him a little bit of a kick in the pants and just be like, yeah. wow, this guy who was drafted, you know, a couple years after me has already caught me. And, you know, I, now I see it as like a little bit of a competitiveness for position. And my dream was that these guys would both play on the same team. You know, if you're throwing a lefty, Joe Bart gets a start. If you're throwing a righty, Patrick Bailey gets a start. So it's probably like a 60, 40 trade off. And each guy gets to, sit and relax and, you know, catching is a hard position. So you don't want them to, to play, you know, all 162. You want them, you know, probably sitting in the one thirties and, or the one twenties. And so it'd be a nice trade off and it'd keep each other fresh and this young energy. And, you know, Bailey's doing something good behind the plate and, and Joe Bart goes, Oh, you know, this is what I need to work on. And, and sort of similarly at the bat. And then the Giants said, Oh no, your, your, uh, your, your dream is, is not our dream. It's not our plan. We're keeping Sable as this the backup catcher on the roster. Joe Bart, you're going down to Sacramento again, where you are an absolute stud in the minors. And <laughs> when you come up to the big club, not as much. So, so I don't know. What do you think he's thinking as a a the highest prospect in the Giants organization for, for a couple of years that he was number one on their board? And now he's back in the minors and he's seen the guy who was drafted below him surpass him. It, you know, it's hard <clears throat> to know what he's thinking because a lot of times, I mean, like, you know, Kapler basically said the other day that Joey Bart said, I'm going to put my head down and I'm going to be ready for the club w when they need me. Um, We've heard a lot of that over the last couple of years and I don't doubt his passion. I don't doubt um, that he he can still become a, a good player, a, a good catcher um, who hits maybe like, you know, 260 or so in the majors with 15 home runs yeah. and be a serviceable catcher. I, I, I still don't see that 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 can't happen. Right. Um, I, I just it's not going to be with the giants. It's just not going to be with the giants at this point. Um, he'll be up and he'll be down and he'll be, he'll be up and he'll be down, but he, and he still has, um, he still has years. He still has control by the giants. So I think in his head, he's probably thinking, well, I, I can either be moved or I can stay here and keep doing what I'm doing. I mean, his last great year in, in the minors, and I not really a great year, but good year in the minors, was 2021 when Buster Posey had his final season in the majors and, and uh, you know, looking at, at Bart's numbers at that time uh, in 2021 in Sacramento, he hit 294 in 67 games um, and, and had 10 home runs in 252 at bat. So it's there. I mean, it's still there. Um God, I, I don't even I can't even imagine what he's thinking at this point. It's not really it's not a situation that we're too familiar with when we see a high draft pick like that from the Giants. Um, because again, I mean the last time the Giants had a high draft pick was nineteen eighty five. Um and it's and it's a, it's hard for us to fathom like this is actually happening to Joey Bart. We thought fast track, going to be up to the bigs 
going to really help out, especially in a position of need when, when, when Buster Posey retires. And, and we knew that it wasn't going to be like, well, here's the new Buster Posey. I mean, that's not, you're talking about a hall of fame catcher. You're yeah. talking about a three-time world champion. You're talking about a rookie of the year. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, all I can say is he's probably pretty down on himself. And, and I know the quotes are going to say otherwise, but you've got to be down on yourself at this point, but you have to use that. And, and as a professional athlete, you really have to use that to, to try to turn things around. The giants want him to make good decisions at the plate. They want him to put the ball in play. Um, and, and, you know, the giants broadcast, they were just talking about Jordan Walker, um, you know, a high prospect for the Cardinals. He, he was trying to elevate everything because that was, you know, where baseball is going elevate, elevate, elevate. That's not his game. So he went back down to the minors and, and became that line drive hitter again, that just drove the ball, ground ball, hard ground balls, uh, line drives, high exit velocity. And, and, and so maybe Joey Bart can concentrate more on that. And he did did towards the end of last year, he concentrated on, on that, the power went down, um, but he put the ball in play more often, and the strikeout percentage went down. Um, but when you're looking at, I mean, what was his strikeout percentage was 38 percent last year. I mean, that that's outrageous. That's that's almost 40 percent of the time you come to the plate, you're striking out. That doesn't help move the line. That doesn't help score runs. Um, I don't even want to look at his WRC plus for last year. I'm sure it was just god awful. Um, but yeah, he's, he's gotta be down on himself and I, and I feel bad because I, you know, we're, we're the optimistic podcast. We, we like our players. Yeah. We like to see them succeed. We don't say this guy can't do it. Ship him out. No, mm-hmm. man. I want to see the Patrick. We talked about it last week. I want to see the Patrick Bailey, um, Joey Bart catching combo. Yeah. You want to see it so much that you rec- recreated <laughs> it and out of the park baseball. I did. Uh, and I did. we want to see yeah. that. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the wave of the future two controllable catchers for a long time. You have a DH position. So, uh, and it doesn't have to be a, a, a spot of power, just defense, put the ball in play and, and be good at what you do, but, but just don't strike out so much. Yeah. And he, if you're, if you're telling Bart, if you're trying to get him to sort of, you know, not get too down on himself, like you said, I, though, how can you not, yeah, I think the I think the <clears throat> part of that conversation says we have Sable and we cannot move him. And that is the reason why we have to move you, because you have the option and and he doesn't have the option. Yeah. Now, Sable is still productive. He's still got seven home runs, 20 RBI. His batting average is now down to 248. His on base is down to 320. There could be – I don't want to see this happen, obviously, because I want to see Sable be excellent as well. But there could be a scenario where Sable's numbers look a little bit like Joe Bart's numbers from last year, and then the Giants would have to make a decision on him. Do we keep this guy because he, because uh, of the way that we got him via the Rule 5 and limit the possibility of, of Joe Bart playing in the big leagues – and getting those reps that we know that he needs. And they may have to make a decision at that point. But right now, because Sable is productive and Joey Bart has that option, he is the one who goes down. And, you know, I was 
we were trying to figure out like, gosh, how could they, you know, how could they make it work? How could, how could they carry all three of those guys at the same time? And, uh, you know, some of it was like, oh, you know, can they, could they send down, you know, one of these, uh, multiple infielders that they have the, the, what they would have to do. And I don't, I don't think we want to see this either is they would probably have to send Casey Schmidt back down. I don't know about you, but I kind of like him being on this big club. Now he's not going to, you know, he's not going to hit 350 or whatever, but he's just going to play really good defense and it's fun and it's exciting. And the fan base is behind him. Uh, If uh, you know, one of these outfielders, something happens because they're on the older side of things, Conforto or Hanniger, um, who I, a lot of people are down on Hanniger right now. I, I know that, that, you know, the, oh, why did we sign this guy? Well, you know, he was hurt and I want to give him a chance. You want to, you want, cause he's got power. He's done it in the big leagues before, you know, he's got the pedigree to do it on the club. So you give him some time, but there's really nobody else. Once Jock comes back, once Tyro comes back, you know, there may be other players in AAA right now. And, you 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 know, you saw two guys go down in, in Brett Wisely and Bryce Johnson. Those guys themselves might be saying, you know, if it wasn't for Sable, we would be on that big club. So there is competition on that AAA team to to come up. And I think that's good. You got other guys, you know, you got Luis Matos, who's like banging the door. Yeah. He's like, hey, uh, I, I I see some food over there. <laughs> I'm hungry. I'm ready to eat. And he's mashing the ball. By the way, the uh, right Cardinals just hit a home run, so it's two to one Giants. Uh, Logan, dirty, Logan, dirty Paul DeJong. Is that who it was? Logan yeah, uh, Logan Webb threw. It was a breaking ball, I think. And the second it led out of his hands, he just kind of was like. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, he dropped to the <laughs> dropped to the mound. Yeah, yeah that was a, a rough one. So if you're <laughs> if you're Bart, you know, yeah, you, you should probably be bummed out. You're like, oh man, you know, this thing isn't going the way that that I need it to go. Um he has so much talent. A lot of it is probably mental for him. Uh I what you know, hitters uh in you know the the step from that you know, double A, triple A to the big leagues. It can simply be that they have tape on you and they know your weaknesses better than, you know, better than triple A teams would. And, and, and anyways, a lot of the triple A pitchers probably can't pitch to those weaknesses. Like imagine like a Max Scherzer sees, you know, Joey Bart's zones in which, you know, it's got the cold spot versus the hot spot. And he's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like every single thing that I can do, this guy cannot hit, right? And that's not to say that Joey Bart, you know, is just so many holes. It's just these pitchers are so damn good. And then, yeah, you imagine, you know, you throw your six innings and then in comes 100 miles an hour and then 100 miles an hour from the left side and then the closer. And you're like, geez, you know, it's probably never been harder to hit in, in the major leagues than it is today because of how specialized things are. So I'm, I'm bummed out for Joe. I really wish that he produced enough in the time that he was up to give the Giants a little bit more to think about. But really, when when Sable's got seven home runs and he's got none, uh, that's you know really the calculus there is this guy's got seven jacks and you have zero and you both strike out a ton. 
Joe's the better defender by far. Sable also hits left-handed. So there's there's a little a, a few things here and there. Joe will be up. I know this for sure because whenever you think the uh, things are good and everyone's healthy, then somebody something happens and someone gets hurt and you got to adjust the roster. That is the Giants in a nutshell. But yeah, I'm I'm bummed out for Joe, but I hope that he keeps his head. I hope that he keeps working hard and that he forces his way back up and that the he forces the Giants to make a decision. And here's another thing. You you mentioned this. Maybe this isn't the team for him. It's possible that that is true and then thus he holds value for the Giants to make a trade or to be an additive to a trade. Um, so there's, you know, he's still a young guy. You look at his his body, his size, and you go like, look, this guy's a, a moldable piece of clay. You know, it could just be a change of scenery. Look at, you know, look at Dubon and how and how yeah. happy he is playing for Houston versus playing for the Giants. Right? Sometimes it's about opportunity, and and hopefully for for Joe, it happens here. I want to see it happen here for him. Well, and. and- you know, obviously the Giants said in the offseason, we're going to try to get younger. We're going to try to get better defensively. Um, but the situation, like you just mentioned too, Sable with seven home runs, Bart with none. Um, you know, the Giants are right now are sacrificing defense for a better bat. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, I mean, it plays into the fact that Sable, you can't DFA him. You, you can't option him back down to triple A. He's, he's got to go back to the rule five team that he was picked from. Yep. Um, so the Giants are kind of, almost hand tied there and Sable is creating that he's creating this situation by continuing to hit. Uh, and, and, and again, playing decent outfield defense. I, I mean, he's, you know, he's a hustler. He goes after balls. He makes dives. He, he makes plays. Um, so it's, it's fun to watch him in the outfield. So, and if that, you know, just, just to clue you in, if you're not sure the giants are absolutely, going with bats over defense right now, especially at the catcher position. Um, but, but, but again, there may be a team out there that looks and says, Hey, we could use a pretty decent defensive catcher. We, we have guys who are hitting 110, uh, you know, behind the dish who are okay on defense, but you know, Joey Bart might be, be able to run into a few here or there and they might swing a deal. It's not going to be a blockbuster deal. I keep seeing these deals, you know, on Twitter, like Joey Bart for Ellie Dela Cruz. Let's do it. No, I mean, these, these things are not going to happen. It's going to be, it's going to be Joey Bart for like a, you know, probably a, a, a single a fireballer with some control issues that the giants think they might be able to turn around or do something with it's, it's not going to be anything crazy. Well, or like I said, he could be additive as a prospect to go after a bigger Absolutely. person at the trade deadline. Yeah. All right. So yeah, sorry to start the show off with a bummer, but it's, I just really wanted to see that Bart We're Bailey for combination. It, yeah. I want to see, I want to really... see Joe. I want to see Joey do well. All right, so what's some of the other news that is happening in Giants baseball land? Keaton Wynn, he is on the big club. They sent Tristan Beck down. Tristan Beck is, uh, who was the guy last year who was just up and down like like every other turn? Luis Gonzalez was up and down a bit. There there were some yeah. pitchers there. I forget, I forget the, the names. Of Honestly, the last year was everybody. I, yeah. I mean, it was amazing. I, we were talking about this in our in our text group today. Me, you, hot take, Bry. We were talking about how I would love to see the numbers. I I don't know where to find them, um, but the amount of moves that roster moves that were made 
up to this date last year versus this date mm-hmm. this year? I'm kind of curious because it's probably half, if not uh, like less than half the amount of moves that were made. Um, yeah, last year it seemed like everybody was trucked up and down. I know un- under the CBA that's that changed um, at the beginning of last year. Yep. Um, but still, I- I'd love to see those numbers because it-, it doesn't feel like it's it's been as much as last year. So, Ooh. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. All right, so who is Keaton Wynn? Keaton Wynn was uh, drafted in 2018, round five. Uh, he pitched at uh, Iowa Western Community College. Uh, and his MLB uh, his MLB career has been a little bit up and down. It, not that anybody should be surprised that he's coming up because he's got the He's got the arm for uh, what they may need him to do, which is just spot relief. Uh, but his minor league stats, if you were to look at his minor league stats, you would go, hmm, interesting. He's not really the dominating minor leaguer that someone like Kyle Harrison is. So you or a, a Carson Wisenhunt, geez, he's also on fire. So this is more about the Giants believing in the stuff and believing the stuff translates to the to the big club. And I believe he had Tommy John surgery during the pandemic. So he's really getting back to uh, getting back to his arm and, and figuring out the mechanics and all that stuff. And I guess he developed a split finger in the during the pandemic while he was dealing with the with the Tommy John surgery. So he's up with the team. Uh, throws in the mid nineties. And I was reading, I think it was Alex Pavlovich said that he will touch a hundred. He will touch three digits on occasion. So it'll be fun to watch him. I I don't like the thing about it is sometimes you don't know who are the, like who, who, who do you expect to not get bounced back and forth? Like you don't want a Patrick Bailey to be bounced back and forth, right? It's just, you want him to stick. Same with it. Whenever Matos comes up, you want him to stick. 
I think Keaton Wynn is probably going to, his options are going to be used because he is not that surefire dominant player that, you know, that they have super duper plans for, but I, I, I want to see him. I want to see him throw. I want to see that three digits come out. So I'm excited to see him pitch. Well, and again, we've talked about this before when Kyle Harrison comes up, he's, he's going to be on a pitch count, not, not necessarily a pitch count innings count. Um, and so this could be the first step in getting to Kyle Harrison because Keaton Wynn, also a triple a AAA player is, is going to be on an innings count. So I think this, this could be the first step in that. So, you know, get Keaton Wynn up, get him some innings and, and then maybe switch back and forth as the season goes on between Wynn and Harrison. Uh, there might be a little bit of bouncing back and forth, because you add their innings together and then you're going to come to the amount of innings that you wanted to get for a, for a full-time starter. Um, so it may be like a two headed monster at this point. And then they're going to, they might be competing for a, 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 a rotation spot next season. And this could be a little bit of a, a kind of a, a, an audition going forward. The hard thing to understand for me is how do they see Keaton when we know how Kyle Harrison is seen, Kyle Harrison is seeing as a top level starter in the big leagues. Keaton Wynn, uh, he is also on a, an innings count or a pitch count. I think he, I don't think he's gone further than uh, four innings a start this year. And I think that that might just be minor leagues wide. I don't, I like, you, yeah, I don't know if probably. you saw any of the college World Series stuff, but. Stanford pitcher threw like 160 pitches yesterday. <laughs> it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then there's another top prospect who threw like 130. Well, that then, was Bednar, right? And... That was Bednar when he was yeah. in, in the College World Series. Like he right. was thrown off and now he's, you know, he hasn't exactly 100% gotten right in, in his professional career. But so I'm, I'm, I want to see the guy throw like, you know, until I, it's, you know, un, unlike uh, Roger. Munter, we we don't we're not tracking this stuff as close, but that's why I subscribe to Roger's website because he is, and I want to see I want to see the fireball come out. So that'll that'll be fun. Hopefully, maybe he'll get a chance to pitch tonight. But right now, two to one, Giants lead. Cardinals have a runner on first. Goldschmidt is at the plate. Uh, Webb is uh, nearing seventy pitches, so he's probably got another inning uh, or two in him. Uh, but uh, but yeah, this is a, this is a competitive baseball game. So I don't imagine he's coming in to throw the ninth inning of a tied game or or the Giants up by one. But uh, you never know if this game goes into extras, you may see him. Oh, well, my I mean, God. we're using so many openers lately that you'll see Kitten win in an opener type of game. I'm sure, but it's good to have another arm. Yeah, um, I'm behind you, and I, so I can only imagine. <laughs> Oh, Goldschmidt. Oh, Goldschmidt. Ke- Keaton Wynn may pitch now because Logan yeah. just gave up a two-run homer and the Cardinals wow. are now up. Goldschmidt. Same, same Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt and Aronado have killed the Giants for years. They've been on the same team for a couple of years. Anytime we play this Cardinals team, man, and you got to face those two guys, it it is maddening. Same, same pitch, flat breaking ball. Yeah. So. Two home runs off of flat breaking balls. For yeah, and, and and is Webb still dealing with the back issue? That's the question. If stuff if stuff is being left up, is he still having back problems? Oh, 
Conferto almost made an amazing catch on a ball that almost mm-hmm. went into the stands. Uh, all right. The uh, couple of other notes on Giants players. Uh, Alex Wood, always up to no good, is on a re- <laughs> he's on a rehab assignment. And the thought is, is it's possible that he could be back uh, this weekend during uh, the Dodgers series. Giants go to L.A. later this week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And the thought is, is that he could be back by that series. Uh, also, uh, Matt Beatty, Matt Beatty, we just talked about him the other day. He decided that he's going to be a free agent. So I don't think he is on our baseball team anymore. No, but he was doing well. He yeah. was actually doing well in triple a, but I don't think he wants to be a triple a player. I mean, in triple a this season, two seventy two, four home runs, 23 ribs, um, OPS of eight fifty three. Uh, 14 walks, 24 strikeouts, and 103 at-bats. Um, you know, it's a little less, around a 23% K rate, which is not bad. Jock and Tyro are back. They're off the injured list, and they were necessary uh, this weekend for the Giants. And uh, Luis Matos still on a tear. We mentioned him last week. We did a long segment on him. And, you know, we mentioned Joe Bart and wisely and and johnson having you know needing spots to to join this club that's going to be the same thing with matos now the giants may make space if they believe that it's just no doubt about it they can't hold this guy you know any further in the minors you know we've seen that before buster posey coming up and just kind of forcing his way onto the club and they're just like okay we we've set your clock back far enough we just can't do it anymore (laughs) and then they go and win a world series not saying that bringing on in Matos is going to get a world series, but he, at some point he's going to (laughs) force his way onto the club and it would cause them to make a decision earlier than later on one of these older players. Now you look at someone like Conforto and, you know, Conforto's hitting long balls average is still in the, in the two forties. But if he was to, uh, you know, drop a little bit and, and, and the giants decided that, Oh, you know, maybe, you know, he's got this contract and, you know, maybe we, we, we trade him at the deadline. Then that opens up a spot for Matos. I don't think they're going to do that because I think they like the team that they have, but it would take, I think it would take something like that come the deadline to trade away one of your vets to create space for your young player or an injury. And we don't want to see injuries. So, um, you know, it could also be something where they're just like, look, hit 340 and hit 30 bombs in AAA. Conforto's going to opt out of his deal next year. That opens up an outfielder spot and you'll you'll be in the starting lineup next year. It could be something like that. So uh yeah. I I I just love the the fan base right now. The fan base is just like bring this guy up no matter what. <laughs> and somebody told me we we in our video I I pulled uh, some some uh, video clips of our discussion on Matos. And one of the comments was like, you need to bring him up now. And I'm like, well, who do you like? What do you do? And they're like, oh, you just need to trade Hanniger. He sucks. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tra- I mean, tra- trading a guy who's not playing well with a three year deal is really, really difficult to do because you're not going to get much return yeah. for your money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the juiciest stat for Luis Matos, and I'm sure Giants fans are probably like clamoring for this too is he has 113 plate appearances and only eight strikeouts yeah and seven walks 
So that, I mean, that's that right there is enough to say, we'd love to see you come up to the bigs and see if that translates, but there's time. I mean, there's time. The giants are decent enough in the outfield right now. I don't think there's anybody you can move. You can't, I mean, you, you could try to move Slater. Um, you're not going to move Hanniger. You're not going to move Conforto because he's got a, a one-year uh, option for next year. He's got a one-year opt-out. So he would have to, to be traded to a team that was like, we need one left-handed bat to go and win the World Series. Exactly. And 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 that's possible. I mean, they, they could do something like that um, because if, you know, he wins the World Series, he continues to play well. Uh, he's going to opt out and you're not going to have him. So it's going to be a matter of what are you going to get in return for him? Yeah. Probably again, not you don't want to, yeah. You, you also don't want to just dump a player to bring up Matos because you don't know what you have yet. A hundred percent in Matos at the big league level. So you don't want to just dump somebody like Conforto, bring up Matos and then Matos hits 200. <laughs> Where are you at? And then you you have to send Matos back yeah. down, and now you're you're one less outfielder because you dumped somebody and got not much in return. Um, is the start of play tonight, the Giants were a half game out of the third wild card. Spot. Yes. So yes. it's not like, hey, let's bring up our prospects and see what they can do. No, they're they're there in case there are injury problems. Um, and Z- and Zadie right and, and Kapler, they want a shot with their healthy team to see what they really have. That's what they want. And this is absolutely, you know, with the exception of Bart having to send him down, this is about as close as the ones, you know, they get wood back this weekend. Um, this is a, this will be about as close as they get to, to being fully healthy. So I think this is, and, and look, they go into LA this weekend and if they can win one or two games and then they can size themselves up and go, yeah, we can play with these guys. Then that's a big shot in the arm for them. But if they go in and it's like, you know, bad times, like I think a lot of Giants are expecting this weekend because because we have the heebie-jeebies about going into L.A., Yeah, then that could tell them something as well. So I think this is kind of an interesting weekend. If if Wood comes back and you, you're, you're pretty much healthy, uh, this could be like a, a defining weekend for them. At least give them information because uh, we're not even at the all-star break. No one is really saying whether or not we're, we're buying or selling yet, but you do have to start to make decisions, you know, in a few weeks about what you believe that your ball club is. And, and that's why the third wild card is so cool for fan bases, but it's got to be maddening for some of these front offices. We're like, ah, oh, like, are we, what do we do in the third wild card? Like, does this really matter? <laughs> you know, are we going to, are we going to possibly uh, pass up a great deal to, to tell the fans that we're going to shoot for the wild cards. That, 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 that's a hard job. And I'm, I'm glad it's there though, because as a fan base, you want the ability to compete and you want your team to try and compete for as long as possible, because you look at the flip side and you have the A's where they don't try to compete at all. Um, and you have the, the fans revolting so much so that they're creating like this reverse strike on the on the on the A's and it's like you know we're everyone needs to show up we need to sell out this park and we need to wear all of our t-shirts that say sell the team John Fisher <laughs> that's amazing though I love that stuff I, I kind of want to go like I'm just like man can I get out and there is and that, that's them? tomorrow night right is it tomorrow night I knew T- it was Tuesday night I think yeah. it's on Tuesday night because 
the Nevada legislature was, uh, uh, you know, rumor was they were going to kind of hold off on the vote until Tuesday when the protest was going on. Wow. Um, you know, because things aren't going well right now for Fisher and the A's in the Nevada legislature. I mean, I, I, obviously living here in Nevada, I kind of follow it a little bit more closely. It's on yeah. the news. Um, yeah, things aren't going well. The latest letter that came out said, uh, you know, we don't know if there's going to be a fiscal um, uh, impact because the A's don't have a spot for the stadium yet. I mean, they have a spot agreement for a stadium, but since they don't actually have a spot in writing for a stadium, um, you know, the fiscal impact uh, from Nevada Department of Transportation is saying, we don't know what it is. Sorry, no idea. If it ends up being in that spot, probably no fiscal impact. If it's somewhere else, couldn't tell you. So uh, there's just a lot of question marks. And I don't think... Yeah, at this point, I'm not sure it's going to pass with with that many question marks. But I mean, look at the Phillies. So <laughs> switching gears, look at the Phillies last year. We were talking about that extra wild card spot. Look at the Phillies last year. Yeah. They were kind of floundering, kind of hanging around that third spot. They make a bunch of great moves at the trade deadline, and then they're in the World Series. I mean, I mean that was you know fantastic, and that's what Major League Baseball wanted. So really, honestly, don't be surprised if a fourth wild card spot ends up popping up in the next couple of years. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's uh, talk about what we are drinking. I'm like out of mine. Like no, we, we went a little, we went a little deeper into the show with, with the left. news section talking about Jill Bart. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll go first because mine is uh, Glenn Fittich. Uh, I've mentioned nice. them before because they made the pre-made cocktail of the old fashioned. Uh, and I got the scotch Manhattan for this time around. And I will say it's a different taste. I didn't know what to expect. I've, I think I, I may have, I've had a Manhattan like once or twice, but uh, I, I do, I do lean a little bit towards the old fashioned, but I will say I did like this the third or fourth time that I've had one. Um, and so I don't, I don't know if I would get it again. I think there's also, I think they also sell a Cosmo one that if I can find I'll just so I can sort of taste all of them. But, uh, you know, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of a lot of the sweetness in, in these drinks. So that's what I have to sort of, sort of get around. But, you know, I just like to test, test drive them for the show just to have something different. So I don't go. Oh yeah, you know, having another glass of bourbon, you know, every week, <laughs> you know, just be a little different. But you're going to make you feel bad and boring now. No, 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 not at all. That's because I picked tonight. Because you have been so creative in your choices that we even named a drink after <laughs> one of your faves for the drink of the of the podcast. But uh, I will say that I w this was over the weekend, I think, and uh, I had a oh no, no it was last week. I had a a, a a bourbon, uh, you know, the bourbon the, that we get from Trader Joe's. I had a bourbon yeah. and Coke Zero, nice. and I had that, and you know, just kind of hanging out. And I was like, you know what? I have this really good bourbon in in you know that I haven't had in a little while because I'm just I just haven't been drinking bourbon a lot. I've been drinking a lot of the scotches. And I was like, you know, I had the bourbon and Diet Coke, but I don't have the good bourbon. And oh my god, I was just like. You know, because when you have like the good stuff, it is such a difference. 
Oh yeah. And it's like your, your taste buds are so happy. Uh, but so I, I, I have had some stuff, uh, some, some bourbon and such and, and some scotch, but, but then do you do, but then do you feel bad for using the, the, the good stuff in 12 ounces of something else? I, no, no, no. So I had it straight yeah. after. Oh, you had it straight. Okay. Yeah. After right. I had the, 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 the mixed drink and then I had yeah. it straight just to be Cause like, I do. There's times I, I think of like, Hmm, should I mix some good stuff with, with, uh, you know, with the ginger ale just to kind of see how it tastes, but then I chicken out. <laughs> I, get, I get scared. So what is in the Glen Fittich Manhattan? Uh it is I'll, I'll read their uh, I'll read their little description here. Um bright and balanced single malt soothes the soothes 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 <laughs> soothes 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 <laughs> the sharp bitters and envelops the sweet vermouth, creating the perfect Manhattan recipe, both bold and delicate. By the way, what actually is vermouth? Vermouth is, <clears throat> I know it's sugary. <laughs> I know it's red. I don't know exactly what it is. It's probably like a um, like a fruit liqueur, right? So Some sort. according to Wikipedia... Vermouth is an aromatized fortified wine. Oh, okay. So the examples are port, sherry, Madeira, Marsala, Comandari, uh, Comandaria wine, and aromatized wine vermouth. So, so it's a wine. So you're kind of mixing a, a sweet wine into your liquor. Very interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Nice. Yeah, I got I, I have some vermouth. I do make Manhattans here at home. Uh, we have some coupe glasses that that Denise bought um, back a while ago, and we'll bust those out during uh, New Year's and special occasions. Um, I just don't make as much uh, drinks anymore. Usually I'm like, hmm, let me go. And, and especially this time of year, I'll, I'll go, and first thing I'll do is grab like a Corona light. Because if I if it's a Saturday night and I want to have two drinks, Start with a Corona light. Then I know after that I can have something else and I'm not like drinking too heavily. Right. Tonight I didn't go crazy. I went with the Kentucky's Best, Trader Joe's Bourbon, and the uh, ginger, the, the Zevia ginger ale. And I did that because I was going to have just a slug of, um, of uh, a rye bourbon. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, you know what? I, I was, we were doing interviews all day today, uh, for a new position. So I've been talking the entire day, not <laughs> drinking enough water. So I was very thirsty and I thought, well, this is more ounces of fluid. So I'm going to drink that. So that's why I made that. And it's refreshing. It's cold, uh, really nice. So, uh, and I've been trying to sip it, but I'm off. <laughs> Plus so. it's a little, I'm, I'm guessing it's a little warmer today. Uh, no, actually it's been raining all day. Oh, wow. Another, I, I, I swear we're in like Seattle because it has rained every day for probably like 10 straight days. It's wow. just, it's getting out of control. Giants did tie the game, uh, base hit scored Wilmer. And now Conforto is up with runners on first and third with, uh, two outs. So this is a bad, this is a competitive game, back and forth game. Yeah. And, you know, I think if you're a Cardinals fan, you're probably a little bummed out with 
how the season has uh, has gone so far. But there are still some, you know, there's still those same names that that would lead you to believe that they should be a much better team than they are. And the uh, the actual uh, run differential should tell you that they should be a much better team than they are because they're almost even with the run differential. And yet they're 12 games under 500 before today's game against the Giants. So there's a little bit of Jekyll and Hyde with this ball club because the first team in the NL Central is the Pirates at 34 and 30. And they're at only a plus two run differential, and the Cardinals are a minus one. So there's three run difference, and yet the Cardinals are 12 games under, and the Pirates are four games over. And if you look at the expected win-loss, their expected win-loss is exactly the same. So some of this has got to be a little bit of bad luck. They're not playing well at home. And uh, I, I'm, I'm going to say, I, this is not going out on a limb, that the Cardinals are much better than their, uh, their current standing at the bottom of the NL Central. So Giants, you know, you're, you're thinking like, oh, you know, Giants should be able to, to just run over these guys like they did the Rockies. This is, no, I don't think so. I think this is going to be a competitive series. And, you know, we have some very memorable series in St. Louis against the against oh, yeah. the Cardinals. So, uh, yeah, so the, right now, 3-3, and kind of want to lead into the the week here because now I think if you asked Giants fans if they would have been okay with a 4-2 and two week last week, I think they'd have been like, yeah, great. Yeah. But losing two to the Cubs at home after sweeping the Rockies – I think you go, wow, you know, it sort of felt like there was some meat on the bone that we left because the Cubs are uh, only a game and a half above where the Cardinals currently sit. Though them as well, they're probably a little bit closer to a 500 team uh, based on expectations. Uh, And so I think most people would say, man, we needed to take two out of three from those Cardinals, and that would have been a five-and-one week. So like I said, there was some meat on the bone that was left, and I really wanted the Giants to take advantage of that Cardinals series, but you can't then go, you know, man, we should have swept that series too because they did win in Colorado. And Grant Brisby wrote a great piece, which is you probably think that the Giants are – always losing in Colorado because historically they did, but not these last three years. They've been killing the Rockies in Colorado these last three years, which I didn't, I mean, I'm sure, you know, we've talked about it. So we probably did talk about it last year a bit, but I'm always surprised when I hear that we're beating Colorado in Colorado, Mm -hmm. because even when we were good, you remember Lincecum talking to the baseball, you know, (laughs) they're jacking home runs out there. So, I'm not going to be a selfish fan and go, man, they should have won six out of six. I'm, I'm going to be okay with the four and two, but also acknowledge ah, you, if, if you win one of those other games, then I think the outlook is a little bit different for last week. Yeah, and if, but if you can go four and two every week, you're gaining two games you know, over 500 or in the win column uh, over the losses – every week and and you'll take that as the season goes on um but it is nice to have a five in one week where you can take that little jump because then if you do falter and go somewhere uh, uh you know go 
to play at a place like St. Louis where you have a little bit of a tougher time uh, and, and falter a little bit, then you you have that pad leading into it. Man, uh, I'm looking at the coming up schedule. I'm not going to say it yet. But <laughs> it, it, it is after this Cardinal series, it's straight buzzsaw for a while. Yeah, Dodgers, at least they have the Padres and the Diamondbacks at home, but you Still, know, the, the Diamondbacks are now in first place in the NL West. They've leapfrogged the Dodgers. They are 40 and 25. The Dodgers are 37 and 29. So this uh this Diamondbacks team, maybe it's the reverse Madison Bumgarner effect there. You, yeah. you, 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 you get rid of the guy and you go on a run. Um, but yeah, Diamond, I mean, you know, we talked about how exciting and how the young players the Diamondbacks have could be interesting, and they've they've started to play well this early this se- early in the season, see if they can hang on. Uh, but uh, yeah, so the Giants have the Padres, who the Padres are, you know, they're underperforming, I think you could say. Uh, and the Giants are probably about right about as uh, where you would think that they would play. So that should be a good series. Hopefully home, we have a little bit of an, of an advantage. And then Arizona, uh, you know, they're, they're playing good baseball. So we'll, that'll be a test. But it's really the weekend series against the Dodgers that everybody's going to pay attention to. And yeah. You know the Dodgers have been struggling a little bit. I know my uh, my Dodger fan buddies who are just like, I'm really sick and tired of us doing really great in the regular season and then not playing well in the postseason. And they're just like, oh, you know, the the fact that they are still a really good regular season team like means nothing to Dodgers fans right now. They're like, yeah. put up or shut up, guys. But the, I, you know, I, I I've said this many times this season. Like all these series is, it's really like it really tells us what kind of team that this team really is. Uh, I, I want to say that they're going to compete all year long for that third wild card, but you're going to have to win a game or two in LA. You're going to have to hold court against a San Diego and an Arizona, if that is who you're going to be. So I think these next two weeks will, will kind of tell us a little bit about what this team really is. And the Giants, yeah, it, the Giants end the seventh with uh, Logan Webb finished the seventh inning, and uh, they are still three three. So I imagine he's done, but he got he did get through the seventh. Yeah, go, going forward, it, I mean, I don't care how who who you you know when you play the Padres, when you play, especially the Diamondbacks are just rolling. At both of those teams, even having them at home, it, this is a this is kind of I mean this this is it. This is the test to see first half of the season. Who are you? You know, what kind of team you are? You're going to LA, you're coming home for the for the Padres, you're coming home for the Diamondbacks. Then you're going to Toronto after that and New York to see the Mets. And I know the Mets are struggling right now, but they're still the Mets and it's still an East Coast swing. So even I mean, we're talking like two and a half weeks of just tough contests coming up, man. Yeah, and hopefully they're getting healthy at the right time and they can u- utilize their full roster, their full capabilities, and see Kapler go full Kapler on some yeah. of these teams. So it'll be fun. All right, last segment. I want to save this for the end here because the uh, all-star balloting, the f- the first ballots that they've tallied came out today. The Giants don't really have anybody. Uh, I think maybe J.D. Davis is like the 
the top person uh, so far for them. He's like fifth or something at, at third base. So no one really uh, on the Giants is setting the balloting on fire right now. But I was wondering who would be the all-star for you? Because Giants are going to automatically get one. They could get yeah. two. I think they have a good chance of getting two. Yeah, and, and pitching is usually what? The coaches' decisions, managers' decisions, coaches. So that mm, could be one or the other. I I think they have two. And depending on how many players get injured and opt out, there's an argument for a third player, but you kind of have to dig deep into the stats to make the argument. But who do you think should be on this team? Like, no doubt about it, who's going to be their one all-star representative? So catcher is out. Shortstop is out. And and I'm, I'm I, like you said, too, I can go into the outfield and dig around and find somebody kind of worthy, but let's stick with the, with, with the positions that we know. All right. D- number one top should be an all-star this year is Tyro Estrada. Uh, there's no doubt about that. When you look at eligible second baseman and you look at war this season, according to fan graphs, he is uh, above, even above Luis Arias. Oh, wow. In, in Miami when it machine. comes to war. Yeah. Who is the hit machine? 2.5 war to Luis Arias, uh, 2.0 war. Uh, number one is for second eligible second baseman is Marcus Semyon, a 3.0. And he played a lot of shortstop this year as well, uh, because of the injury to, um, uh, Seager, Corey Seager. Um, but, but Estrada has got to be the number one, uh, giant to be an all-star this season. Uh, when, when you look at his WRC plus 131 on the season, 297 batting average, nine home runs, 34 runs scored because he hits at the top of the lineup, 24 ribs, 14 stolen bases. Um, I mean, it's just, I, I think that's kind of a no brainer, but what is he sixth in balloting? Uh, I believe Number six, I think that some of the numbers came out this week uh, or today, and I think he's is sixth overall in the National League balloting. Um, moving over to third, I, you know what? Again, looking at war, and I'm kind of using that as the number one um, indicator. I, I think you could you can make an argument for JD Davis because uh, of the way he's played there. He has, his playing time diminished a little bit with Casey Schmidt coming up, but it's starting mm-hmm. to come back. Uh, cause Casey Schmidt has gone cold at the plate. Um, and, and Schmidt is now filling in more at shortstop for Brandon Crawford, but JD Davis up there, 1.8 war on the season. Uh, Heimer Candelario, uh, over in, in Washington for the nationals, uh, 1.9 war. So they're awfully close. Uh, JD Davis, nine home runs on the season, 29 ribs, 34 RBI, um, and a 286 batting average. I think it's enough to get him the the, the spot. But again, you know, voters are going to look at home runs and they're going to say, well, Nolan Arenado has 13 home runs and he's hitting 276. But, you know, he's just not Nolan Arenado so far in the first half. So I think he's, you know, J.D. Davis is going to get beat out there, no problem. Um, first base, you can kind of make uh, – make a case for Lamont and Wade jr. But you've got Pete Alonzo in front of you and you've got Paul Goldschmidt in front of you. So those guys are going to take it. 
So, so when you're kind of looking around the infield and you're looking at p- pitching positions, I, I think you can either go Cobb or Webb and then, and then put Tyra Estrada in there. You could also make a case in the DH position for Jock Peterson if you want. Um, it's going to be tough because, again, they don't go for de- designated hitters and, and dedicated DHs so much anymore uh, when it comes to all-stars. They'll just pick the best players and they'll kind of plug them in that position. But uh, that, that's kind of what I'm looking at so far. I think the one guy who's going to be picked no matter what is going to be Duvall. After that, I'm, I think you're right. I think it's got to be Tyro. Um, and then I would say Lamont over JD Davis, but you're, you, you, you know, first base is, is much harder to, to get in. Yeah. Uh, unless you, unless that, that's where things would have to happen. Guys would have to not play in order for Lamont to make the team. Um, but I think it's Camilo, and I would love to see Tyro make that team because, yeah. man, you know, he's had a fantastic season. You know, we've talked about it, how his, uh, his BABIP was, was way high. And that was part of the reason why he was hitting at such a high clip. Now his batting average has come down a little bit. Uh, He's he's hitting 293, but his OBP is still in the 340-ish range. So, you know, he's 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 not walking a, a, a ton, but you know, if if he's got that OBP over 340, like that is really good for him for a style of hitter that he is. And his slugging is, is still close to, to 500. So there's so much value for him. Uh, you know, the war that you're talking about is is, is definitely. A representative of, of how he's playing and plus the 14 stolen bases are nothing to sneeze at as, as oh, well. right so yeah. uh all right i think we're done here and as we get off the air uh patrick bailey just battled uh he was three two for like three or four pitches and he laces a double into left center field and um Really, it was a it was a big hustle play because the ball didn't even you know the ball didn't go to the wall or anything. It, it just split the outfielders and the left fielder. Is that Jordan Walker in left field? I believe so. Yeah, yeah he had to kind of make a backhanded stab, and so Patrick Bailey took advantage of it. And it it's kind of like the the Casey Schmidt double yesterday too. Split the outfielders, didn't make it to the wall. It was cut off and just you know, when you're young <laughs> and, and you've got legs, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so by the time people listening to this on the podcast, uh, they'll already know the result of this Giants game. I'm crossing my fingers for all of you who are listening to this on the audio that, that they did win. Uh, but the Giants are competing. It's fun to watch this team compete in battle. So that's all we can really ask for. Uh, we will be back next week. And I have a feeling it's either going to be a very positive conversation about the Dodgers series or a very negative conversation about the Dodgers series, one or the other. I don't think we're going to yeah. sit in the middle on this one. So be ready for next week in, in Dodger Giants Dodgers talk. All right. Uh, for Brad, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Andrew Rotondi from the Bronx Pinstripe Show. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my podcast, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. 
Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, their podcast network, and business operations. Now, they are raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's an amazing platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. So in other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or just want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Again, wefunder.com slash bluewire. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.